headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour and host of the George Camel with a K. Big hit show on YouTube is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, if you didn't hear us dancing in the streets and cheering and didn't see all the confetti going off and you missed all of the uh, celebrations, uh, then we just weren't loud enough when we were cheering for the news that uh, Dr. John Deloney's book, Building a Non-Anxious Life in Week One, is the number one best-selling book in the United States of America. Woo! Yeah! That's incredible. Well-deserved. Congrats, Dr. John Deloney. Well, cool. I mean, and Very the team cool. did an incredible job, of course. They did. And they the did. platform that you've so generously given us, on top of the expertise of the team, on top of an amazing, life-changing book, all of that culminates into a number one. Yeah. So it is a great book, and the people that get it, their lives will be changed. And it's, it's so it's that's the part that's gratifying, but it also helps to just come out and win the Super Bowl occasionally. You that know, never hurts. Just mic drop it, right? Baby, just do it. You know, so a full number one bestseller. That's John's second number one bestselling book. Wow. And it came out a week ago, Tuesday. And uh, of course, the, it takes one week to get the first date, uh, first sales in, data in. And, um, you guys helped us by pre-purchasing the book. A lot of you, thank you for that. That helps a lot to accomplish that goal. And, uh, it's, it's not only an honor, but it's also a big marketing help for the book and for John for it to land on number one. Cause when people see a number one, they're like, Hmm, maybe must be good. Check that out. It is good. It is really legitimately good. So if you uh, know of anyone, which is everyone that is, has anxiety in one way or another, uh, this book is for you building a non anxious life dr john deloney number one best seller in the nation last week boom that's got to feel good on top of doctor now he gets number one again yeah well i mean we got two phds two number ones the guy just loves to do everything twice there you go there you go two two phds overachiever john that's it john that's it that's you john you're the overachiever yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's good. I like that. Uh, so you can check it out at RamseySolutions.com and get it there or anywhere. Great books are sold. And um, building a non-anxious life, Dr. John Deloney. John will be with us to celebrate, but he's out working selling this book. He's out in another city doing podcasts and uh, TV appearances and et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, uh, which is what we do when we're out selling a book. So um, he's out there in, in, hang, hanging out in another state doing that and so we he's been we're, we're, we'll celebrate with him proper on the air when he's here next on the air with us but in the meantime we the news is brand new and we want to make sure we told all of you that purchased the book thank you because it, it caused that to happen thank you thank you for your trust thank you for your business jt starts this hour off in dallas hi jt what's up hey how's it going day what's up george hey uh congrats to dr dr Deloney too thank you how can we help today Yes, yeah, so me and my fiance are preparing to buy a house in Dallas, and basically my my question is, I'm kind of worried if I'm overspending on my mortgage, and so the house is worth three fifty, three hundred fifty thousand. Um, I think it's a great deal. Uh, mortgage interest, PMI, all that good stuff would be twenty eight forty. And our combined income monthly 
if we're just because we both work in sales, if we're just saying our salaries, it's seventy four hundred. If we do our salary plus fifty percent of commission, it's around twelve thousand post tax a month. Okay, is this on a fifteen year fixed? It's not. That's the that's the one. Yeah, I'd put it on a fifteen year fixed, I or I follow. wouldn't do it. And I think you can afford to do that and still do it within these numbers. Um, however, you're, you're speaking as if you're already married and you're not. When do you get married? Our wedding is, is dated for May. Okay. You do not buy the house prior to May. Okay. Because you're going to own a house with someone you're not married to. And so you don't have a combined income. And, dude, you're talking to somebody who's been doing this 35 years. I've had the horrible stories of... We bought the house together, but we didn't make it to the altar together for whatever reason. Yeah. Talk about an ugly breakup. Or I'll tell you an even horrible one, and this will never happen to you, JT, but just to let you know, I'm not just pulling this out of my uh, hat. Uh, I actually talked to one guy. um, He owned a house with his fiance's mother because she was killed in a car wreck before the wedding. And all of her assets went to her family. So now he's partners with his passed away, horrible tragedy, fiance's mother in a home. Talk about awkward, messy. Don't do this, dude. Wait till after May. You've got plenty of time in your life to buy a house. You are not required to buy a house right now. And y'all got house fever. You've gone out looking at houses. You've already picked this house out. You might even have this house under contract, do you? I do. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like he's done this before. I do. I'm sorry, JT. I would not close on this house. I would tell these folks, I'm going to give you my earnest money. I'm going to walk away. And, and your fiance is going to look at you like you have one eye in the center of your head. But, um, yeah. you, you know, I, I am not predicting a breakup or certainly not predicting her death. I hope none of those things happen. I don't think they will. But you are in no hurry. You're, the only thing you got in a hurry about is buying a house. You can get in a hurry about getting married. <laughs> well, yeah, where's the urgency hey, you know coming what? from? We could here. solve this. You could just go ahead and get married. Yeah, I mean, we could get married and go to court. Is there a big? Is there a big wedding planned? Like a huge big deal? There is a wedding planned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you went and got legally married, I'll, I'll bless it. I would say do it, but I, I, I'm going to beg you not to close on a home with someone that you don't, uh, you are not legally married to, um, just because you're, you're leaving all kinds of potential problems and, um, and then go ahead and have the wedding. A lot of people do that these days. Apparently I hear more and more. I've run into that more and more that like, I'll be sitting there at a wedding and they'll go, Oh, it's not the real wedding. What do you mean? I'm here. I drove all the way over here. What do you mean? It's not the real wedding. No, it's a, they got married like four months ago. And this was the, this was the, the dog and pony show. Yeah. I'm like, God, who does that? Well, a lot of people these days, I don't know. I don't know this stuff. Okay. So whatever. It's okay. I just old school. I'm just, I, I thought when you were, had a wedding, you got married, but I didn't, but, uh, yeah, it's a new thing. So it's okay. Hey, if, if you do that, JT, I would, I just don't want you to get in a, a, a problem. And, um, you know, and for those of you that are just shacking up, don't buy a house with your shack up or whatever you call them. Okay. Don't do that either. Same problem. Okay. Breaking up is hard to do, Mm. but if you own a house together, it's freaking impossible. 
Well, the fact that JT called after he's already on contract saying, ah, here's the numbers, I'm trying to justify it, it tells me he's even going, late. I don't feel good about this, what do I do? Yeah, I think your numbers are okay. Your timing sucks. But yeah, everything else is good. This attitude. is the Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Royalty is in the house. Uh, one of the top YouTubers in America today, or in the world for that matter. Graham Stephan has become good friends with me and uh, through George. I was good friends with George long before that. I've been a blessed to be on his show a couple times, and he's dropped by here once before, and uh, they were in town. So he and Jack and I just um, just did a version of his iced coffee house. And did I say that right? Iced coffee hour. Hour. Iced coffee hour. <laughs> it's like smart hour. money happy hour. It would be in the house, but there we go. Yeah. So if you don't know who Graham is, you need to check him out. $130 million worth of real estate he has sold in his life. He does a YouTube channel on finance and on real estate, and it's a lot of fun to check out Graham Stephan. Be sure and do that. And uh, they had uh, last month, they had about 100 million viewers on all of their various forms of TikTok and everything else, and four and a half million subscribers on YouTube. So uh, if you don't know who he is, it's because you're not in that format, and that's the only way it's possible. You're not that hip. All, of, don't us, all of us who hang out anything around that know who Graham Stephan is. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back on. So good to have this. you. So first question, because yeah. you, you and I both share this huge love of real estate, and these interest rates ticking up, highly unusual across the landscape of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are you seeing, what are you seeing out there? Slow down, uh, prices, what are you seeing? It's definitely slowed down a lot. So what I've noticed, a lot of the smart money, it seems to be either buying real estate in cash or they're waiting on the sidelines. And I think a lot of people look at real estate from an investment standpoint and think, why would I buy real estate today making a six to maybe 7% return when I could use the same money to buy treasuries without any work, any risk at five and a half percent? And there seems to be a tipping point right now where, where deals are very difficult to come by. There's a lot of competition and sellers are locked in to these very low mortgages. They have very little incentive to sell. If they have a mortgage that's 4%, why would they sell and replace that with a 7 or 8% mortgage? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, consum- so, investors aside, consumer to consumer seems yes. to be having that discussion. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're saying... Yeah, I could sell my house. The price is still really good, but then I got to go buy a house at 3x or 4x the interest rate. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I could refinance it later, but they're really not thinking that way. They're thinking, uh, I'm just going to wait on this a minute. 
Yeah. And well, I think 60% of mortgages right now are locked in 4% or less. Yes. Substantial. Yes. That's almost all of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the, the number below 2% is bizarre. Yeah. That's out there. So cool stuff. So uh, stock market's doing well. Yeah. It and the, has like you said, the treasury's there. But that's the little secret. Everybody in the media, the mass media in particular, is talking real estate and failed to mention that the S&P in the last 12 months has done about, what, 16 18%? About that. At the peak, it was up almost 20%. Yeah. Wow. And that's just yeah. the S&P. I mean, that's Correct. just if you just bought an index fund, which people do with their eyes closed, right? You know, yeah. that's, not, that's a no brain, no thought thing. If you actually invested and thought about it and studied a little bit, you could do better than that. Yeah, I and mean, Graham, I'm curious, a lot of your videos, of course, for YouTube, we have to be a little salacious, right? There has to be a little to. doom and gloom to yeah. get the people to click. But what are your real thoughts when it comes to the economy? What's going to happen in 2024? Where do you think things are heading? Are and you been dooming mean? and glooming on your YouTube? Uh, yeah, well, you, you have to, because otherwise people don't click. Now, my videos, I like to be pretty unbiased. I like to share the facts. present the entire picture, let people come to their own conclusions. But if you don't make a somewhat negative title, oh, okay. no one the will negative click. Sell. The <laughs> videos itself usually are, are pretty positive overall, but you have to lean into that because otherwise people just don't pay attention. But you seem like an optimistic guy. You know, just talking to you, you are very optimistic about the future, about oh, finances, totally. where the economy is going, and you're invested in the stock market and real estate. Yeah. Well, I think you could do well regardless of how the economy does. I think that's a component of it, and it might be a bit short term in terms of the next few years. I have no idea what, what could happen. Everything that I would think is going to happen turned out opposite. I would have no prediction in terms of what might happen. But I think long term, uh, I believe in myself, my ability to make money, I think for most people, they have a lot more direct control than they think. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you're betting on the American economy long term. I think so. And of course, I diversify. I have international exposure as well. But it's a small component. But I do think that's important. Yeah. The the interesting thing is, is that people get confused between investing and speculating. Mm-hmm. Speculating is a purchase that you're going to turn fairly quickly. It does. It's not an evil word. It's just not investing. Investing always involves a long-term time horizon. And when you're investing with a long-term time horizon, let's call it five years or more, 100% of the time I'm comfortable with the stock market. Oh, it's down. Then get in. It's on sale. You know, 100% of the time I'm comfortable with the real estate market. Well, I don't know. Five years from now, you're going to not be doing that. You're going to be glad you bought a property. Mm-hmm. You know, so a long-term time horizon, like you said, uh, to me, it, it just smooths everything out and change you know then you've got historical track records and things start to kick in do i know what it's going to do between now and this time next year so i could do a flip no that would scare the crud out of me that's why a lot of home builders aren't building specs right now yeah Mm. they they can't they can't you can't predict it i mean economists and weather forecasters the only people can be wrong half the time and keep their job right absolutely (laughs) and then you could be right once and and then then you're a genius forever you're a genius that was my one thing you could write three books yeah well, I'm curious, Graham. You're yeah. getting uh, married next year. Yes, I it's am. very exciting. Yeah. This I didn't know. I, you didn't know this. I got announced on the Congratulations! I thought we. I did thought you knew about this. This is public I, yeah. knowledge, right? I it didn't is, break yeah. this news. <laughs> no, you did not break. Well, the I'm news, curious. Yeah. You were asking Dave in an interview earlier, which little teaser there about you know his relationship with his wife Sharon mm-hmm. and marriage. Is there anything you're curious about? Kind of maybe nervous about when it comes to finances and and combining those? Not really. Macy and I are pretty attuned when it comes to money. Uh, and she's naturally very frugal. Like, like she, you. Yeah. And to some degrees, I would say it's it's a good balance because I'll certainly go out. I don't fret anymore of like going to dinner and spending $100 on the bill. 
Whereas like five years ago, that would be like, well, if I spend a hundred dollars here, I could cut back a hundred dollars over here and then it balances out. And if I, if I skip this over here, then I could, I don't do that anymore. So I've, I've really come into enjoy your money a little bit. Yes. Yeah. To a certain, I'm still frugal but not to the same degree where it's that's like, when he got married <laughs> ah, now, <laughs> now he lightened up a little there. bit i lightened up a <laughs> just bit. a yeah, little bit a, a little so bit yeah so you and macy are both tight wads and so later you'll make little tight wads this is great yeah it's gonna be yeah. so fun day. this is great that's a bunch a, of cheapskates what are you willing to splurge on these days as you've started to like let go of some of that and enjoy it a little more? i would say experiences or something that in the past i would usually forego that to work more so i would say experiences uh, I would say dinners are something that I've really been enjoying and going out to eat a few times a week. And I would say saving time, which is something that I've never really oh, done spending before. money for time-saving conveniences. If, if I could, uh, like for instance, if I get a nicer seat on the airplane, but that means that maybe I could work a little bit better. If I have a slightly larger seat, I could, I could put my computer in front of me. And if I could get something else done, I see that as a, as justifiable expense. So there's certain things that, that I could do to save time. Well, if you need any tips on spending, ask Dave. He's really good at enjoying his money. He loves experiences. He's traveling all over the world. So that's part of it is, you know, give, save, spend. You got to have that's balance. There. Yeah. So what's the biggest advice with you having the, one of the largest YouTube channels on real estate and money in, in the world today? What's the biggest piece of advice in this current environment you've got for folks listening? I think it really just depends on what their objective is. I mean, my big thing is always save as much as you can, spend less than what you make. I think those are just important qualities to have in terms of career, though, because that's where I've really gotten the biggest benefit is just the channel and the outreach. Uh, the savings certainly helped, but the income that I made from that was certainly a big catalyst. But I truly loved what I do, and I still do. It's like, to me, the work never felt like work. It was always something fun. And that's where things came really easy for me. And I feel like if people could find what they truly love to do, where it doesn't feel like work to them and they could spend all day doing it, that's how you typically will succeed in areas where others just can't keep up. Exactly. That's your unfair advantage, I think. You're more creative, you're more energetic, and you have to watch because you work all the time. Oh, it's yeah. just fun. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Congratulations. I'm Thank so you proud so much. Of you. And congrats Thank you. on the marriage. Thank it's you. Awesome. Thank you. Give Macy our love. Good stuff. Graham Stephan. Be sure and check out his shows on YouTube, The Graham Stephan Show. And one more time, the name of the show I was Iced Coffee Hour. Iced check out Dave Ramsey hour. on there. Yeah. I messed it up. I didn't want to mess it up again. <laughs> be sure and check it out. Thanks for stopping well, by, my friend. Thank you so Good much. To see you. This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Gordon is in Flint, Michigan. Hi, Gordon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Well, I'm still working. I'm 61, soon to be 62, and was wondering if I should take my Social Security at 62. I'm debt-free. My home's paid for. Uh, 
I'm just not sure if I should wait till I'm 67. I have about 905000 in my 401k. Mm-hmm. Way to go. So you're a millionaire, so this doesn't matter. It's just a mathematical question. Correct. And it's just, I, I, it's knowing to do the right thing. Here's the way the math works on the calculation. As you know, the sooner you take it, like 62 versus 65, the less you get per month for the rest of your life, right? Correct. But you get it for three years yeah. longer or whatever. If you take it at 62 versus 65, you get an extra 36 checks that you wouldn't have gotten, okay? So there's two, two factors right. that come into play here. One is the longer you live – the more it makes sense to take it later because you're going to get a bigger check the whole time. Okay. Also, okay. there's the, what's called the present value of money. Would you rather have $10,000 today or $10,000 10 years from now? I'd rather have it today and invest it. And 10 years from now, it'd be $20,000. So the present value of money. So you're getting that money sooner and it is more valuable to get it at 62, even though it is less money. So if you took all the money that you invest, that you had between 62 and 65 and invested it, it probably would make up the difference throughout your life. Mathematically. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So that the, the longer you live, the better off you are to get the bigger check. But uh, in other words, if you thought you were going to, if you knew for certain you're going to live to 70, you'd be better off taking seven years from, or eight years from 62 to 70. All right. But if you were going to live to 90, you'd have been better off taking the bigger check from 65 to 90. You follow me? Yes. So that, that's the way it works out. The problem is we don't know when we're going to die, and that kind of screws up the whole formula. So, no calculator for that. Yeah, it messes up the calculator, right? <laughs> so uh, yes, the other uh, thing is this. Um, uh, you know, I have not started taking it. I'm 63, and I just now thought about it because uh, it hadn't mattered. Um, but I didn't not take it for a reason. I just didn't screw with it because it doesn't matter. But um, hmm. I would probably I would suggest to do to what I haven't I'd probably start taking it and just throw it in an investment. And I haven't done that. I probably need to go do that when I get off the air. Okay. I was thinking about just taking my wife's when she take turns 62 and wait on mine till I'm 67. Yeah, but, but the, the, the point is, let's just say you died at 65. That'd be a really bad plan. That would be a bad plan? Yeah, because if you die at 65 and you never got any Social Security ever because you were right. waiting till 67, you would have they would have kept all your money. You follow me? Yes. So that's, that's the problem with this thing. You can't figure it out. So I, I tend to take it early. I have a tendency to take it early, even if you don't need it, and turn around and invest it uh, and just leave it alone. Just because I don't, it, it, you know, I want to get something out of these people because they've been screwing me for 50 years. So I want to get some of it back, right? Right. Do you know what the amount is at 62 that you would get? I would get right at 2280. Have you calculated it at 65? At 67 it was 31 because I've been on the social okay. security. So it's 900 bucks, so it's $10,000 a year difference. Right. Yeah, and so if you invested uh, 2,200, which is, uh, uh, 24,000 a year, 25,000 a year, 
Okay. If you invest that, but for five years, it will create more than $1,000 of income per month. You should take it now and invest it. That's, that's why I'm on the phone because I just needed that reassurance. So, cause I'm still working. My company bought me out two years ago and it was too soon then to retire. Yeah. And this I is not about retirement. This is about just when to take social security is different. Yeah. 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 So yeah. if you're not going to need that money, okay. I'd invest it. I mean, even just crunching the numbers right here, 10 years of growth at 10%, you'd have 436 grand. That's 72. Wow. Yeah, just from the investing this. Just so. investing every single wow. one of those checks. I need to go get this money. I know. That's serious, Dave. Doing? What have you been doing, man? People taking my advice, and I'm not doing good. You know, well, I got to work on this. Like you said, you're, it's it ain't worth fiddling with at your level. But well, but I, yeah, it's just it's worth fiddling with because you just anytime you can stick it to the government, that's you want true. To, so. That I can see, Dave. It's, going for on. that reason, it's worth fiddling with. Uncle Sam's been hanging on my money far too long. Oh. Uh. My drunk Uncle Sam. Open phones at 888-825-522. Everybody's got one in their family, right? Okay. So Anthony's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Anthony. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, my wife and I, were on baby steps four, five, and six. And uh, two years ago, we moved from California here to Raleigh. And uh, we have some money sitting in our savings, that we just don't know what to do with it. Uh, I'm not sure if we should chunk some at the house or put some in a 529 for our two kids but it's about 70K, and just looking for some guidance on this. And that's on top of your emergency fund? Correct. I have 30K in our uh, emergency fund. Cool. How are the kids doing on the college fund? Uh, we haven't started. He's two years old, and we have a newborn, uh, a baby on the way. Exciting. Well, there's a start. You can chunk some money into a you know, 529 plan and get that thing going, and then use the rest of it towards the house. Okay, any recommendations on how much to start off with out of that 70 and the 529? Well, they got so much time, it doesn't really matter all that much. Just depends on how heavy you want to do. It's pretty easy to throw 10K on each of them, and you'll be amazed in 18 years what 10K will turn into. Punch that into a compound interest calculator, and you'll be like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah, you, you really got a real strong head start. Like, you won't have to do much more than that. So I'd probably throw 10K in each of those and 50 at the mortgage. What's your mortgage balance? Uh, 230000 Okay. And so you did not come from California with a huge equity to Raleigh and just pay cash for a house? Uh, no, we put about 160 down on this house here, and we have the 70 left over. So that's what this we're left with right here, now. This house here, is there another house? No, we bought this house for 410. Oh, okay. So Just you mean when you down. bought the house, the house here in Harali. I misunderstood. Okay. All right. So, all right. So you got uh two what's your household income? Uh 120. Good. Okay. Yeah, so you throw 50 at this, you got 180 left. You're going to be done in about 4 or 5 years on the house, right? That's what I'm thinking. Ching ching. Knock this out. Yeah. Yep. No question. I'm not letting that sit in a savings account. We're going to knock old Mr. Mortgage in the mouth. I like it. Great plan. Get it, get it, get after it. Yeah, that's a common question, Dave. There's not specific parameters we put around baby steps five and six about how much to put in the college fund versus towards the house. And a lot of people have that. Do you have any good parameters around how to look at that? Because obviously the kids' ages matter. Yes. What kind of college they're going to go to matters. Yes. What your mortgage balances matters. Yes, all of that matters. And and 
it changes so dramatically that I've never been able to come up with an exact formula to go, okay, baby step five, here's your formula. But 10% yeah, into but, the... Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. It doesn't work like it that. Doesn't, it, you know, I don't, I don't matters. even want to pay for my kid's college. I can't factor that in. You know, so, That's an option. Um, you know, so, so the, the thing is, what I have found, though, is, is that once we get people on this track and they're like him, they're thinking about it. They're gener- people, people don't make mistakes when they're thinking about it. They make mistakes when they aren't paying attention and don't bother. If I go deal with college, they go deal with college. You know, so it works out okay. And that's how Baby Step 5 has been successful, even though it's super vague. Right? People come in all the time and say, Dave, we put our kids through college debt-free. Yep, they do it. We hear it all the time. They figured it out because they dealt with college. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel, YouTube star, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Check him out at George Camel with a K. That show on Ramsey Networks on YouTube is blowing up. He's having a blast with it, and the listeners, viewers are as well. And he's, of course, the co-host with Rachel Cruz on Smart Money Happy Hour. So I ran into your Smart Money Happy Hour producer as I was leaving yesterday, and I yelled across the building, Uh-oh. That's the Smart Money Happy Hour producer! And she went, <laughs> yeah, you can't just yell at team members, Dave. It frightens them. I was like trying to act like a crazy like a fan or something, fan. and it just blew her mind. My favorite is when your wife, Sharon, will text Rachel and I and let us know her feedback on an episode, and it's always entertaining. Yeah, she well, loves it. Yeah, she actually does not do that to other shows, Joe, That George. That's, um, it means the world. Yeah, it, well, it's it's dangerous territory. Because well, it, can you get, that, that knife can cut both ways. Can I be truthful? It's the only fan I need to keep the show on the air. <laughs> You're not going to cancel your wife's favorite show. Can't do it. Yeah, but that knife cuts both ways. That's true. <laughs> we if have she, a good time. If it ceases to be your, her favorite show. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. Got to keep Sharon happy, Dave. Yeah, you know that She's life. a hard woman, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh. George is also a star of the Every Dollar webinars, where we teach people how to do a budget those have been fun completely free they are funny and fun and jade washall rachel cruz george camel uh, and the every dollar team are hosting free online budgeting trainings webinars and teach you how to run the every dollar app it's all free we'll show you how to get on a budget show you how to get on a plan show you how to get tell your money what to do instead of wondering where it went and, you know, George likes to talk about creating some margin. They go oh, through yeah. actual examples. But the cool thing about these webinars is you can talk back to George and Rachel and Jade, whoever's doing it. Yeah, we're reacting what, to the live chat, happening. the Q&A. We have people come on audio and ask their question live, like the Ramsey Show. Oh, there you go. So we're having a good time with them. It's a modified version of this. All right, there we go. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. Uh, there's, a, there's one almost every week. Um, and one of the personalities you know, two or three times a week is not unusual. So be sure and check them out every dollar.com slash budgeting and sign up and be a part of those. All right. Justin is in Salt Lake. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the Ramsey show. How's it going, guys? Thank you guys for taking my call. So I am on uh, baby step number two of paying off my debt and I have about $38,000 worth of debt and I'm 21. So uh-huh. I'm call you guys and see if I can get some, on what kind of debt have you got? Situation. Uh, so I got a past due phone bill of $1,900. I got a credit card debt for $700. I got a personal loan out for $1,500. I got two of possessions, one for $5,000, one for $10,000. I got a current car loan for $12,000, and I owe my uh, girlfriend's grandma $7,000. You owe your girlfriend's dad? 
Grandma. Grandma. $7,000. Yeah. <sighs> she helped me uh, get down payment on my new vehicle because my old one blew a motor on it, and I am employed by her, so. You're employed by her? Vehicle. Yep, what do you do for your girlfriend's grandmother? Uh, so they do. They own our audiovisual company, so we uh, run the clinic in uh, Park City, Utah, for hotels like San Erickson's Lodge and a couple of places. We do weddings and business meetings. Okay. So yeah. I just go in and I just put How have you managed to get two cars repoed in your 21 years old? Uh, so when I was 18, I bought my first, uh, got my first auto loan out and it was for, uh, 10,000 after the lease. And I made a mistake on that one and the vehicle had issues and the motor went out and I said, okay guys, I'm not paying on this anymore. So I let them repossess it. So that was a voluntary repo. And then the $10,000 one was, I got into an at fault accident and the remaining balance on the loan is, uh, what my insurance wouldn't cover. Because you didn't have enough coverage? That is correct. Okay. Well, when, when I went broke at 28 years old, Justin, and lost everything, I had a ba- two babies and a marriage hanging on by a thread. I made the decision I was going to do a detailed analysis of how stupid I had been so that I didn't do it again. Yep. You seem to be repeating. You seem times. to be repeating this pattern. So, like cars are know, killing you. Oh, I've been through 18 cars in the last four years. So, yeah, cars are killing you. you. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. What do you make? Uh, I make about $37,000 annually every year. Okay. Are you getting side jobs? Uh, no, I've been picking up a lot of overtime at this, uh, my current job. I've been working 80 to 100 hour weeks. And you're making 37000 doing that? Yeah, that's just my base without my over uh, my overtime. My overtime wages are about $3,300 every two weeks. Okay. All right. So another $36,000. you are doubling your income. That, is that would make sense if you're working 80 hours instead of 40. Okay. So that'd be logical. Okay. Yeah. So, um, good. All right. So you're making it like 70 as long as you can continue to get the OT. And if you can't get the OT, pick up something else, right? Yep. Okay, uh, that's we good. We had a slow season. We had a slow season about November, so I got a second job lined up. Okay, are you paying payments November. on the nineteen hundred dollar old phone bill? Uh, yes, I actually uh, am paying three hundred dollars a month until I get enough to wipe that one out. And I know my credit card last payment is going to be coming out next week on Thursday, so okay. I'll be losing that six hundred dollar credit card debt. Okay, the two repos will settle with you for pennies on the dollar lump sum yep. and so if you have a ten thousand dollar repo deficit the big one you probably could offer them three thousand dollars cash and they'll take it you're gonna have to argue with them and act like you're broke and carry on and whine and i can't pay it and this is all i can do and otherwise i'm gonna have to file bankruptcy and you're gonna have to threaten them and all this stuff but you flop around on the floor and foam at the mouth a little bit and then they'll you can eventually get them to settle for about three grand Okay, and same thing on the five thousand. You ought to be able to do that for about a thousand fifteen hundred bucks. Get it in writing. Offer them a lump sum. Nothing. No payments. No payment plans. I can't put you on a payment plan. I don't have room to have another payment plan. I've already got a car payment. That's why this got repoed because I'm a broke guy. So 
but broke guy's 21 years old and I want to settle this. I can give you $3,000 cash or I can give you nothing and you can get nothing. Which do you want? Do you want nothing? I can do nothing. I can hang up the phone and you'll get nothing. What is it you want? And this is how you have to talk to them because they're brain damaged. Okay. All right. You got to really I lean in, dude. You got to really lean in and then get it in writing from them before you send them any money and do not allow them to have electronic access to your checking account because they will take everything in your account not what you agreed to because they lie. Okay. Okay. It's an industry of scum. And so you have to treat it like you're dealing with pure evil, even though you're the one that didn't pay your bill, but you still have to go treat them like you're handling an alligator. Okay. Okay. And uh, so get it in writing, no electronic access to your checking account. And then you can give them a, one-time prepaid debit card number, put the num- put the amount on there, or you can wire it to them, or you can do whatever. But no, the, do not give them where you work. Don't give them your social security number. Don't give them your current address. Don't give them anything except $3,000. And if you want that, I'll give it to you. But if you don't, I'm going to let you talk to a dial tone. i got another repo I can call and talk to. Okay. And this is how you have to negotiate, hard hardball. And then get these things out of your life. And then quit borrowing money on cars. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's my, uh, not, yeah, never do it again. Okay. Yeah, no. You're 21 and you're already a two time loser. Don't do this anymore. No. Learn the lesson. Yeah. What's worse about my situation, my car insurance is like $700 a month on top of my car payment. So that's. Why? You got 92 tickets? Uh, close. Okay. Already, uh, 91. Just, okay. I think we got to stop you from driving around, man. I, I think you don't need cars at Goodness all. Goodness gracious. There's just nothing in your life about cars but, that turned out good. You even got a loan from your girlfriend's grandmother, who's your employer. This sounds like four guns pointed at your face to yeah. me. That's like a country song. You lose song the girlfriend, you to. lose the job, you lose the car. Everything could go wrong if granny gets pissed here. This is bad. Oh, man clean this up man get it out of your life get this stuff go make a bunch of money clean these debts up as soon don't do anything else i don't want to hear about you going out to eat and you certainly don't need to see happy hour there's nothing to be happy about you need to get this mess cleaned up this is the ramsey show Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.